Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. And I tell you, I'm so glad that you're here, but you're going to be so glad that you're listening in today. Today, we're going to be looking at Instagram best practices. And my industry expert is Mary DeMuth. Mary is a literary agent, podcaster of the popular Pray Everyday podcast, an artist, speaker, and the author of over 40 books. Count them, folks, over 40, including the most misunderstood women of the Bible. She lives in Texas with her husband and is a mom to three adult children. And you can find out more about her at marydemuth.com. And of course, we have that in our show notes. Mary, welcome to Your Best Writing Life. It is so good to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's so lovely to have this conversation. And I tell you, what we're going to do, we're going to do something else that I find to be lovely. I would love to take a journey into your life. What I consider kind of a peek behind the personal curtain, if you will. Would you mind sharing something with our listeners that maybe we would not find or read in your bio? So I actually really love to cook and um, I've written a a little cookbook too. That's a self-published entity, but I have had recipes in Bon Appetit and uh, Better Homes and Gardens. And so that was kind of way back in the 90s when I thought I would just be a cookbook author. Um, But that's my little side hustle in terms of not really a hustle. I just love to feed people and I do it all the time. Mm, This is good. Let's head into our content because folks, I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to write all of this down, but it's going to be so much. You're just going to go crazy with it. Make sure that you mark this episode, you're going to want to come back to it as well. And we are going to have some great options for you in the show notes today. So we're going to dive in with the best practices, Mary. You say in order for us to do well on Instagram, we need to be a storyteller. Can you expound on that for us? Yes. So as a literary agent, I constantly receive um, queries and uh, and such. And of course, I always have to ask that question. Tell me about your platform. <laughs> and uh, a lot of authors really push back on that. They're upset that they have to work on it. They're, they just want to write their books. But one of the things that I love to encourage them is in Instagram in particular, you can be a storyteller and that to a certain extent on Facebook as well. But Instagram gives you both the visual and the uh, literary ability to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And so if you consider yourself a good writer, then Instagram is a really great place to practice short form fiction or short form storytelling um, in true ways. And uh, it's really about people getting to know you and you serving your audience well. So I'm constantly asking the question, What does my audience need and how can I help them? And then usually writing in a story form, something that's happened to me that may be helpful to them or a scripture that I unpack or something like that. And I like that you also say that when you're looking at or when we are looking at our personal brand, that our brand is not really about us. It's about our ideal reader. Share that with us a little bit. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it's about. And even when I'm editing my clients' projects, I'm constantly putting in the margins, please speak to your reader. This is about them. It's not about you. And Mm. while we can share our stories, absolutely, we have to turn them and translate them to our reader. That's one of the cool things about books is that a reader brings themselves to the book And one reader is going to get something very specific out of that book. And another reader is going to get something else specific out of that book. And they could be two very different takeaways because if a writer is writing for their audience, then there's going to be multiple takeaways with your multiple readers. And I like that. I'm all about personalities, Mary. And with the number of books that I've written, the linked series that I've co-authored with Linda Gilden. One of the things I stress to writers, to speakers, to those who are speaking into a generation or speaking into a people group, everyone is different out there. Mm -hmm. Don't just speak to yourself. You've got to be able to expand. And that's what I'm taking away from what you're sharing with us is that as writers, we may share our story, but once it's written, it needs to be received by the reader as something valuable to them. And so that's what that's what I'm taking away from you. And I greatly appreciate it. So let's look at the bio verbiage on Instagram. We're just we're just going to kind of walk through all of the options, all of the aspects of Instagram and how our listeners can take advantage of the best practices of Instagram. So what do we need to know about our bio verbiage? Well, first of all, you're limited. You can't just write the longest bio in history. And so you have to choose your words really carefully, which is a perfect exercise for a loquacious writer who loves their words. So some things that I do to kind of help with the word count is I'll use like some emojis to, uh, to communicate the same information. Um, Hashtags as well are really helpful. So currently, and I I tinker with mine all the time, but you need to talk about either your expertise. So in other words, it's going to look like a trust badge, or you're going to speak directly to your reader to say what you bring to them. So I have kind of a combination on my current bio. It says, I love and the love is a heart to pray for your freedom. So there we know that they're going to be getting freedom when they come to um, Mm. to my Instagram account. But then I go into the trust badges, author of 43 books and host of the hashtag pray every day show with 2.6 million listens, Uh, hashtag literary agent, hashtag Etsy artist, hashtag hashtag preacher, and then Jesus is my emoji world. Um, So that's uh, what mine is currently. And you can play with it, but really you just need to remember what is your expertise and who do you bless and what do you do to bless them? Mm, I really like that. And then you also offer a way for your Instagram followers to find out more about you on your website. So how do we get more website traffic in that bio space? Yeah, so you have one chance to offer one link. And I used to have one of those um, link programs and I would use a link tree. Um, But I've read recently that that's just giving away your traffic. So I actually created on my own website, marydemuth.com slash links. And there people can go. It's um, optimized for the mobile phone and they can go to marydemuth.com slash links. And all of the links of all the important things will be there. But that's also driving people to my website and the traffic that I'll get there as well. And so they don't have to sign up for anything when they go to that page. 
but they're now on your website page. They are. And there's all sorts of links. Like I want to listen to the pray every day show, or I want to buy art or whatever it is. So um, it's all there. And um, then I benefit from, from all of that. Oh, this is, and this is most excellent because there can be some apps that we go, oh, it simplifies everything. But I like that you gave us that little tidbit of discovery, but what it's doing, it's actually raising the traffic to a website that's not even yours. And exactly. so let's, let's see if we can get that traffic raised on our own website. We need to have that site active and viable. And just an aside, those of you that are beginning to write, please make sure that you have a website. Don't base yes. everything off of social media. You've got to have your own website. We're not going to go into that today, but yeah, gotta have it. All right. So let's look also when we go to Insta down under the bio, we find some amazing buttons there. Talk to us about those. So those buttons, um, you can capture some of your stories and put them in those particular buttons to create the button. I think I just went into Canva and created those buttons, but they in initially are a story. So you'll have, you might want to do this late at night. So no one necessarily sees it, but it's just like a white page with something toward the very center of it that looks like your button. And then um, that would be the first page of the button that you create. Uh, there's lots of tutorials about that. I don't want to get into the logistics of it, but um, it's not hard to create. It's another way for people to discover more about you. And the nice thing is once you reach 10,000 on Instagram, those stories can have links. In fact, one of my things I need to do in the next couple of weeks is just update my buttons and my stories because I feel like I haven't capitalized on the link love that I could have from those. Ooh, I like that. Capitalize on the link love <laughs> from those that have, because I will tell you, that is one of the things with Insta is that People love to love it and you get those hearts and you get those connections and it can be instantane, inst instantaneous, no, instantaneous. Yes. Yes. Okay. I knew yeah. I was going there somewhere. I was, I was like, play on word on Instagram. Do this, Linda, man, if we can have something that they look at, they love 10,000 people, everyone be listening. There are key numbers when you reach them, it opens up new opportunities. And if you're just beginning, that's okay. You're going to find out today how you can raise those numbers quickly by engaging in a viable and what I would consider very healthy way on Instagram. So we're going to continue on. We talk about reels and you say that reels are your friends. Yes, they're your friends. Instagram recently, well, a couple of months ago, said it was going to kind of value its video content more than its static content. And so um, anytime you can do video where you're jumping on a live or even recording a video on your phone and then uploading it onto Instagram or creating a reel, um, it's just really helpful. And I didn't know anything about reels when I started. So I'm just like everybody else. I just went to YouTube and learned how to do it. My best reels, and I'm doing them right now because I'm painting every day for Lent and I'm doing a, a time lapse of every painting that I do. And that's ah. a very, very easy reel because they end up being between... 20 and 40 seconds. And then I just add music to it and then write a couple things about what I just painted. And that's it. It's very simple. And that's a simple reel. So you're not going to see me do weird dances or point at things or do any, I'm not a uh, very TikTok-ish in that sense. My reels are more just capitalizing on the art that I produce every day during Lent. 
Ooh, and I really like that. You're taking what you're already doing. Yeah. And you are repurposing it to take advantage of the opportunities that are being given on Instagram. So that's perfect. Think about that, listeners. What are you currently doing? What can you take a video of? And it doesn't, Mary, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? No, it shouldn't be perfect. In fact, I, I've just um, opened, uh, I did a unboxing of my latest book, The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible, which you talked about at the beginning. And I was at, I was feeding people around my table outside. And I said, oh, this would be a perfect time for an unboxing because I'd have people around. And then I had one of my friends just take a video of me unboxing it around all the other people. And that became a real and, but also people like to see that kind of stuff. So if you're an author who you're going to see your book for the very first time, videotape it. Uh, that's a very popular, um, that's very popular content. And very good because it's, it's reels that portray real life. Mm-hmm. And it, we're going to talk about authenticity in just a minute. But that is what our readers, that's what our viewers, that's that's what everyone wants today. And we can be very sensitive around the area of just be yourself, be real, be yourself. That's what you're going to show. And if you show that, people are going to be drawn to you. We'll get there in a minute. Now, the aesthetics of Instagram, when we are looking at the configuration of Instagram and it used to be, okay, you have the nine blocks, let's make sure those are filled, let's make sure we we have certain content in different ones. I'd like for you to share your thoughts on this and what you're currently doing on your Insta. So if you go to Instagram.com slash Mary Demuth, if you scroll down a bit, you'll see what I typically do, which is black and white with checkerboard. So one image is white with black type, and then the next image is a color image. And so it's in a checkerboard pattern. But lately, because I've been doing reels every day for Lent, you're just going to see colorful content. And my colors are more like vibrant. So my Etsy shop is all about vibrant colors. So I do not fit in with typical Instagram aesthetics of these very kind of muted, earthy pastel colors. And I even had someone say, well, you need to kind of do all the earthy pastel colors and they have to all be cohesive. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that because it's not me. It's not right. authentic to me. And that would be lying in my way. And so my design ethic is more bright and joyful. And so the content that you'll see there is very bright and joyful. And it speaks you. Right. It says you've come. Oh, look, we're with Mary. Okay, this is great. We're not with everyone else. And I think that there can be some of those trends that come out that as authors, as individuals who want to stay up with the current times, we jump on so many things. Then we find, oh, that was a trend and now it's gone. What do I do now? And that really does dovetail into the authenticity aspect of Instagram and really, in my humble opinion, Anything we do on social media, we've got to be authentic. We want people to know the real us. Then we don't have anything that the enemy can use and pull out of a hat somewhere down the line and go, yeah, but they're not really like that. You know, that's just pretend. So let's look at authenticity and how that matters. Yeah. So um, this is where I just want to set everybody free. Be yourself. Uh, You know, just be yourself. And, um, 
you know, if you try to curate an image and then people follow that image, it's kind of like when you have a friendship and you're curating an image and that person likes that image, but they, they don't really know you. And it's very lonely. It's the same on Instagram. Be absolutely yourself because you're going to attract the kind of people that are going to be your ideal fanatic fans and mm -hmm. your ideal readers. Um, if you're fake, then it, there's going to be a disconnect between your message and the people who receive the message. So be gloriously yourself and, and have it fit within your time frame and what you can do. Uh, I post a, a couple times a day usually, but it's because I have my phone with me and I've integrated it into my life. And this is my primary platform. So that works for me. It may not work for you and that's okay. That's one of the keys, folks. You don't have to be like everyone else to be successful. Right. Just be there, be present. And we've got a few things that you can do as we proceed to really help that engagement and that connection, because you do want to connect with those that are taking the time to swing by and see what you have to offer. You had talked about one of the posts that you made, and it's like your most popular, and it had 64,000 impressions. <laughs> That's like, hello, wow, this is amazing. And it was one of your black and white posts, mm -hmm. but it really resonated with your community, your Instagram community. How did you take advantage of that? That's a really good question. Um, so, yeah, I'm really surprised at what has um, gone viral and it's not what I expected. I would have thought that a black and white post would not do very well, um, but it's because the writing really does matter. And that's where writers really have an advantage on Instagram. And so in order to capitalize on it, I start to notice if you look on your insights on Instagram, you can look over the last year or the last week or the last month, and you'll see what's doing well and what's not doing well. And so I can see generally what is resonating with my readers. And so then I will promote that post and I'll just continue to promote it because it's worked in the past. Um, and so you just simply click the post. And uh, when you see the, the post, it'll say promote in a blue square, or since I've promoted this particular post, it'll say boost again. So I then would boost the post. Instagram just walks you through the process about choosing an audience. Typically the audience that works the best is the one that Instagram chooses for you. But I have a couple other audiences that I use that um, are also pretty effective. And then you choose how much you want to pay per day. And that will tell you how many you're going to most likely reach and how the duration which is like five days, two days, one day, seven days, 12 days. And then um, it's connected to your PayPal account. And then you click promote. And then that post then goes out to people like your followers. And then you can gain more followers that way. So that's really the strategy that I use to grow from about 2,800 to over 10,000 in about seven months. So it did that's, cost me some money. But it's doable. Yeah. I think it's doable. And if we are focusing, again, please hear, please hear, and I think this would resonate with Mary's heart as well. You don't have to do everything. Mm -hmm. Please, literally, you can't. You can't do everything. But what you focus on, please make sure that you're really giving it your best shot. You're giving it your best shot. And if you do that, you're going to see the benefits of what you sow. 
that's kind of biblical, I believe. So let's look at the hashtags. And we know that hashtags matter. How does this work on Instagram? It's the same as it works everywhere else. So when people are searching for things, they'll hashtag it. And um, so if you have hashtags on your post, there's um, a higher likelihood that more people are going to find your post. And there's really, they've done some studies. There's really no difference if you use the hashtags in the post or in comment number one. Some people don't like the aesthetic of having a bunch of hashtags at the end of their post. So they'll stick them in the first comment, which is fine. People will find you either way. And I put my, I've done a lot of hashtag research and there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can Google how to find the best hashtags. That's basically what I did. And then I just curated them on my notes on my phone, which is also synced to my laptop so that I can type it on my laptop, which is easier than typing with my thumbs. And that way I always have them at my beck and call. You can also create shortcuts on your phone where if you type in like my friend Courtney Warren, she's also a client. She's a designer. And when she types in hashtag, hashtag on her phone, it brings up all of her hashtags. And then she just has to copy and paste. I, I have a second step of that as I just have it on my notes um, and haven't done that, but I probably will do what she did. I like that. If we can do shortcuts, yep. I'm all about that. Yeah, baby. So that's very good. All right. So we've got the shortcuts and I know that some people schedule their posts what what are your thoughts on that? I think that makes it easy and you can find the correct time or the best time where your readers are and engage there. I've just never done it. I've, I do co-schedule on my WordPress blog for um, the Pray Every Day podcast um, because I just don't have time to do every day like that. Uh, but on my Instagram ones, I just, I just do it myself as I feel the spirit prompting me. So it's mm -hmm. been more of an adventure, but either method is fine. It's really what works best for you. Okay. And I know we have mentioned Canva a couple times Yeah, and Canva does offer a content planner. Is that correct? It does. It's a bit glitchy. Um, and I've tried it. It hasn't worked well for me, but other people swear by it. So maybe they're working the kinks out. Okay. Okay. But folks, you can find, you know, go out and try something. If it works, it works for you. If it doesn't work, well, you tried it. And then you can go back to doing or finding another way that is beneficial for you. So this is great. Let's talk about engagement. And how can we benefit from it? How can we get more of it? What are your thoughts? First of all, do not buy followers. Mm. So I have a, um, one of my clients who, uh, before she was my client, she went to a very well-known, famous, multi-published author in the Christian sphere. And uh, she said, I'm, you know, I wrote this book and the person said to her, well, the first thing you need to do is start buying followers. And I was so disappointed to hear it. I mean, this is a well-known name. And mm. um, so my client came to me and said, what do you think of that? And I said, don't buy clients because what will happen is publishers are now not just looking at numbers. They are looking at engagement. And so I have seen other authors. I'm, I'm like, how did they suddenly go from 4,000 to 12,000 in three weeks? That just doesn't make sense to me. And then I would look at their engagement and they just basically bought bots that don't engage. And so you mm. can see like, 
you know, they have a post and they have like thousands of followers and one person comments. It just doesn't make sense. So don't buy your followers, do it the hard way, the slow way. And then remember that these people that are commenting and interacting with you, they're human beings and they just need to be loved. And so I comment back, um, not 100%, but at least I'll put a heart. And then um, there'll be days sometimes where I'll say, I just really feel burdened to pray for you. Direct message me and I'll pray for you. And so I'll get direct messages from all over the world and I'll just click in Instagram. You can record a message, just click the little microphone and I'll record a prayer up to, you know, a minute or so and send it their way. And it absolutely shocks people and uh, blesses them. And so this is just a way to keep them loyal in a sense, like not as a manipulative way, but just to say you actually do care about the people that you're ministering to. What I'm feeling, Mary, is that you are valuing those who are taking the time and time is precious. It's a precious commodity. They can be, you know, in so many different places, but if they're choosing to engage with you and to share a heartfelt thought for you to take the time to say, you know what, you, you matter to me, that's building family. That's helping people know they're not alone. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's giving them freedom as well to be who they are and to know that they are seen and recognized. So I love that feature. I think that that's a a great option that we all should take advantage of. And you do mention direct messaging. Let's touch on that for just a moment because the direct messages out there are gold. Well, they are. And if you don't have 10,000 followers, direct messages are your way of providing links for your your fans. So if you have a story and, and you say, I've got this free ebook or this free thing, DM me and I'll give you the link. And so then they DM you and you just have um, a saved response on your phone and you just paste it on there with the link. And in the DMs, you can link. So it's one way to kind of get around the Instagram 10,000 issue. That's perfect. 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 All right. So let's talk about saving. There's an option now that people can save your posts. Tell us about that. Yeah. So that's just another thing that Instagram values. And it's one thing that you can say once in a while and just say, Hey, if this really resonates with you, save this post. And uh, sometimes people in their comments will say, this was so valuable. I saved the post. It's just this little like ribbon on the right-hand side of, of um, the picture on Instagram. And if you click it, it, it highlights. And that means that that post is saved and you can go back and look at all your saved posts. Maybe you're like scrolling through Instagram and you're like, Oh, I really love that, but I'm going to forget about it because it scrolls so quickly. Right. Right. Um, That's, you can then save it and curate that content, but you can also, as the author, you can ask people to save it. I don't do it very often, but sometimes I do like, if this is important to you, you should save it. And I think that the reminder, sure. It's just, it's an invitation. Yeah. It's not a directive and, right. and it is not sales pitchy. Nope. It's, hey, just a reminder, you can do this. Oh, mm-hmm. and a lot of people go, oh, I didn't even know I could do that. Right. So that's fantastic. All right. Consistency. <laughs> that's a big C word. Let's let's touch on that. What does consistency look like or effective consistency? Well, it, there's no number there. Um, it's 
it's you delivering on your promise to your readers. So if you promise I'm going to post Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, then deliver consistently on that promise. Um, I post every day and I deliver consistently on that. In fact, if I don't, people think I died or something. So uh, <laughs> just, but, you know, however, whatever thing that you choose to do, be consistent at it. Um, otherwise, you know, I I've seen people take breaks, which is fine. Of course we need to sometimes when I'm on sabbatical or something, I have to take a social media break for sure. And that's fine. But just remember, you're going to lose a lot of your, uh, audience if you, are sporadic mm. and you don't deliver on your promise. True. And then with stories, you say that our stories help build engagement. Yeah. What I love about that is there's all sorts of little stickers that you can put on your story and ask a question like who, you know, or here's a quiz, which one is the right answer or tell me your prayer request or, you know, whatever it is, there's just ways that people can respond back. And whenever you have interaction like that, Instagram loves you more. And so you're, you're building more happy juice with Instagram, the more your people engage with you and the more Instagram will share your content with others. So I think that's super helpful. I also really like stories because they disappear. There's an immediacy to them. And it's my way of just a lot of people don't even look at the static posts anymore. They'll just scroll through stories. So it's very important that if you're doing static posts, at least share that static post onto your story. I often will find good content while I'm scrolling through um, and I'll post the good content that I find to promote other people. And I try to um, usually not always, but usually I'll um, tag them and say, Hey, thanks um, at so-and-so for this great content. And I almost always get something back saying, Oh, thanks for sharing that. Cause it's uh, you know, we have to help each other out. And if I see great content, I want to share it and I want my readers to experience it. No, and this is good. It's it truly is reaching out to others that you are familiar enough with their content. I would say, you know, be careful because there may be something that looks good. Kind of research right, yeah. it before you promote it. But if it if it fits into your wheelhouse and it's also if they if their audience is similar to your audience, well, that's just a great way of connecting and, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with someone else. And, you know, we can't go wrong by encouraging others and lifting them up. We just can't go wrong with that. So that's highly recommended. I love that you that you bring that to us. And then looking at carousels, those are the multiple pictures on a feed. What do you want us to know about that? Well, you know, things change all the time on Instagram and this is a new change that they're actually now really loving them again. And so they're giving them more juice. And so if you can do a multi squared post, um, Instagram likes that. The reason they like it is that it's, when you're scrolling through, you're spending more time on the app. So anytime you can cause someone to, to scroll, uh, you're causing more time on the app and they will reward you for that. Okay. And for those that don't know, what is a, the carousel concept? Yeah. So it's just, you see a picture and you'll see a little uh, icon underneath it that shows a bunch of dots to show how many pictures are there. It makes you scroll through to see. The first one has to be really compelling and human and not salesy. And then the next five or six can be whatever you want, but um, you want to engage with the first one and then um, deliver your content over you know five to seven squares. That's very good. It's kind of like opening up an album and going, oh, and then that, oh, and that one, and that one, and that one. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. As we are wrapping up, 
what you say is that we are storytellers and that we should use our well-honed skills on social media, no matter what platform that we use. And to consider Instagram as kind of like a microblog where you can, you know, you're delivering your, your great content out there. But you utilize notes a lot. Would you touch on that for just a moment? And notes are, are they proprietary with like our Apple devices? I do believe that's true, but I'm sure that PCs have a similar thing. It may just be called something different, but okay. it will sync across devices. And so what's nice is I can find an old post from like 2007 on my blog, copy it, paste it onto my notes. And then suddenly it's now a post I can put on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a whole bunch of posts on my notes um, feature that I I'm constantly highlighting and pasting because I do not like to type on the Instagram app. It's just, it's clunky. I'll do it when I'm traveling, of course, but having the ability to type it into my notes or paste it into my notes makes uh, that part of Instagram 100% better. Absolutely. And folks, those of you new to Instagram, you do all of your posting from mobile devices. You do it on the app. You're not out on the, like on your laptop. You can certainly access your account there, but your posting occurs in like your smartphone, iPad, mm -hmm. those devices. All right. You have given us so much. And I know that we have a few free offerings we want to give our listeners. And one of them is how to write a book. And so it's going to give you all the lowdown on that. And it's going to be for free. You can go out there and get it. We mentioned Etsy, and this is not necessarily a free offering, but tell us about your Etsy site and what you have for our writers. Yes. So um, if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash writer help, so the name of the shop is writer help, uh, you will find a couple of just ancillary products there. Uh, one is a book launch checklist, several pages long of all best practices of book launches, how to write a nonfiction proposal, how to write a fiction proposal. And both of those have templates for you. Um, a 30 day, a 31 day devotional for writers and, um, a couple other things of like fill-ins for when you're writing a book. So there's only like six products there and, and, uh, but that's at, um, writer help on Etsy. And, but this is good folks. If we can have tutorials, if we can have templates, that's what we want. That's what we want because we are individual. We're going to have to take everything at our own pace and, if you've got it out there, take advantage of it. We do need to invest in our craft for us to be our best. That's just part of the process, folks, part of the process. And would we be able to get maybe a PDF on your Instagram best practices for our listeners? Well, I do have it as a post with all the links. And so I gave that um, the link is uh, you can put that in your in show, the show notes. notes. Yeah, that's perfect. Folks, you always get more than you ever expected when you're here on Your Best Writing Life because our guests are amazing and they are givers and they have walked the walk and so they talk the talk. And I just love that about everyone that we have on. Mary, this is your first time with us and I have a question I want to ask you. 
Mary DeMuth, what brings you joy? I would say of late, it's been painting. And I didn't really know about that side of me until a couple of years ago. And I've just been, I'm not good at it, but I just enjoy it so much. It's such a relaxing, soothing, kind of a discipleship journey for me that I I lose sight of time when I'm painting. And so that's been a really fun discovery over the past couple of years. I like to paint as well. And it is a brand new practice for me. (laughs) And so I'm like, I get real nervous because I tend to want to make sure I'm doing everything correctly. And the Lord is kind of loosening me up and saying, look, just, just do, just, just put it out there. It'll be fine. You'll be okay. So that's one of my release techniques of stress. And I'm like, okay, how well is this working for me? I don't know. But I have seen your art and it's, you do beautiful work. We have that out on Etsy as well, don't we? do that's under Mary DeMuth art. And, uh, that's been such a joy. That's what kind of saved me during the pandemic. Cause I lost all my speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. So my Etsy shop held me up. I was so grateful. No, this is good. Mary DeMuth. Thank you so much for being on with us today on your best writing life. It has absolutely been a pleasure to have you here. It's been a delight. Thank you so much for having me on. And folks, I just encourage you as well. Check out everything that our guests offer you. Go visit the website, download, sign up, take advantage of what is being offered. You never know when God's going to use it to really excel you into your best writing life. And I thank you, friends, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It means more than you know. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.